Hey Baker, welcome to Business is Sweet. It's easy to fall in love with the sweet art of baking. It's a bit harder to take the right steps to create a successful business around your baking. But the business side of baking is also pretty sweet. I believe that you can be paid well for your creativity, build a successful baking business from home, and enjoy the work you get to do. And in fact, I don't just believe it, I know it because I've done it. I'm your host, Brett, a self-taught home-based baker myself who's built a thriving business making a full-time income as a wedding cake designer, all from home while raising my two little kiddos. And I'm here to show you how to do it too. Welcome to the show. Hey Baker, welcome to Business is Sweet. Today is an exciting episode because we've been talking about the six ingredients for business success. We've talked about five of them up until this point, and today we're talking about the final sixth crowning ingredient to the recipe, and that is financial management. So a few years ago, I'd, I'd been running my business for a year or two, and I met a girl named Alyssa, and we had lunch together. She was looking to start a vegan sweets business and wanted some tips, and I'm all for that. And if anyone wants to like meet up for lunch and talk about business and baking and treats, I'm like, please, every single day I would do that. So we met for lunch, and it was really, really fun. And I got to try her sweets too, and they were incredible. So she had all these questions about how to start a business, how to start getting her products out there, how to start selling, how to build this business. And some of the questions she had were about like, do I need to go to pastry school? Do I need some kind of degree? And I told her she didn't. Even though I had a slight educational background in food and business because I studied food science in college, which has nothing to do with pastry school or culinary at all. It's all about microbiology and physics and like food production and manufacturing and quality and all of that stuff. And then I got a taste of the business world because I was on the industry management track. So I got to take strategy and entrepreneurship and accounting. And those definitely did lay a foundation for my understanding of business and food. But most everything that I've learned about business and about baking, I've learned as I went along. The key stuff really was just from the school of life and all the best of the best bakers and business people I know, they're self-taught too. They just figure it out as you go. We honestly have so many resources at our fingertips that the main thing you need to do if you really want to learn how to grow a business and how to bake and how to decorate is just to invest the time and the practice in and you learn as you go. That's as good a degree as any. And so I was telling her all of this and we're talking about how to get started And I remember I looked at her and I told her what the number one thing was that she needed to do if she really wanted her vegan treats business to be a thing and to do really well. And can you guess what that one thing was? What was the number one thing? I told her that if she wanted this business to work, she needed to open a separate bank account for her business. That was it. This is literally the key to unlocking real growth and potential. And I'll tell you why, the same thing I told her. 
for about three or four years before I put myself really into my baking business. I was taking orders kind of here and there haphazardly, (laughs) and we all go through that phase where baking is just kind of fun and orders kind of just stumble upon us, (laughs) and we're not really looking consciously to grow that. We're just like, hey, this was really fun, and I learned a lot, and I got to bake for somebody else. That's the stage I was in. I wasn't actively seeking to grow. I wasn't actively trying to get more orders, although I was starting to get a sense of that's the direction that I wanted it to go in eventually. But I was constantly feeling guilty and apologizing to my husband for the expenses of of running this business. It wasn't even really a business yet. I would come home and be like, I'm so sorry. I had to use like $20 to buy ingredients for this cake. I promise she's paying me for it. I promise it's coming back. Like the money will come back. And every month being like, look, I I know you can't see it, but I actually did make money this month with my baking. People paid me and it's in there somewhere in our bank account. Like it went in and, and I got paid. And it was constantly trying to explain myself and trying to account for what I'd done with cake and the expenses I'd had and the stuff that I'd made. And especially at this point in our lives, we were on a tight student budget of pretty much still newlyweds. And spending a little bit here and there for cake supplies actually felt like I was really stretching it. And I was the one that always managed our finances. I managed our budget. I did all our our planning with our money. And so I knew I knew that we were like, there were some months where we were pretty tight. And so it could, it felt scary. It even felt dangerous sometimes <laughs> spending that much on butter. And I couldn't see what was actually happening with my baking money. Revenue just kind of disappeared into this pool of our general family finances. And I could not see the impact it was making. Every single time I went to swipe our family debit card to purchase cake supplies, I just felt like I was betraying my family. I felt like I was using our grocery money or our rent money. And so what happened is I skimped all the time. It took me years to buy the right tools I needed to buy like a real turntable and a real spatula. I just skimped by so long. I wouldn't buy piping bags. I'd buy the cheap ones that pop as soon as you squeeze them, or I'd use Ziploc bags. And I just was so afraid to to spend any money on my business because I didn't have any money to spend. And I'm wondering if you can relate to that. Like when you have an order and you really want to maximize the feeling of the profit and how much you made. And so you try to spend as little as you can on the ingredients and the supplies and you stretch things so thin that you barely have enough buttercream and then you actually ended up needing more chocolate. So you grudgingly go back to the store and gosh, I was always going back to the store and running out and just standing frustrated in the kitchen because I'm out of butter and I still have one more tear to frost. And that's just what it was like running things in the beginning. That's just what it is. You're not all in. And so you're only kind of doing things halfway and you make all of your decisions out of fear, fear that you'll lose money, fear that things aren't going to work. All of that changes when you make a separate bank account for your business. First, it signals to yourself that you're in. 
you've done something official for your business and that is a mindset shift and everything about business and success and even just life it all starts in your head it starts with the story that you tell yourself every day when you wake up so when you make an actual official step towards your business you're telling yourself i believe in it you're telling yourself you know i'm going to work on this like it's going to be a thing it is like this sign to the universe that you've invested and that is huge that changes the way you think about it and really should not be underestimated at all and when I say you know make a new bank account I'm not talking about anything fancy you don't have to make like this crazy corporate business account with some fancy bank I literally just opened a new checking and savings account just the same style as the one I already have with my family the same bank just my name was on it and I only used it for business. I don't buy groceries with it. I don't go out to eat with it. That is where customer money goes in and that is where my purchases go out for ingredients and supplies. That is all business. And I've divided it up so that checking is where money kind of comes in and comes out. That's like where the flow happens. Revenue comes in and I make daily purchases with that checking account. And then I have a savings account in there. Every month I'm putting savings into my business and putting stuff aside so that I have money not just for ingredients, this is money to like buy a new mixer or money to buy a website or money to take a class. And I'm setting aside every single month money into that savings account. And then I have another savings account that I think I have set up as a money market account, which just means it earns a different interest rate. It doesn't really matter what it is, but it's a separate little spot. It's all under one account, but they're kind of divided into checkings and savings and this little, you know, how banks can do that. (laughs) I hope, I hope that makes sense. It's hard to explain it verbally without seeing the visual but then I've got that like little account tucked in there as well where I put my tax money my sales tax and savings for income tax and I've divided my account that way so checking is where the cash flow happens and then savings is where my business profit goes and then I've got another little savings account a money market account where the tax money goes so that I have money to pay taxes and that's kind of how I've got it all divided up but that is so big to just to have that space where your business money can be. It is a total mindset shift and it's awesome. It does awesome things. The guilt goes away. All of a sudden it's like, oh yes, I will spend $50 on butter because I can see that money there. I can see that I have money for that. It's pretty dang cool. And that's the second thing that creating this separate bank account for your business will do it gives you resources to actually build your business no more guilt it's not coming out of your family's budget anymore and i'm not saying this is like your sneaky account where i make and spend money and my husband doesn't know about it because the point's not to hide it i'm definitely not an advocate for that i'm always so transparent with him and he can look at it anytime but just that mental compartmentalization of like family money over here, business money over there, it just makes it so much easier to manage. I pay myself once a month from my business bank account. I basically treat myself like an employee. I sit down and I look at my business budget, I manage my expenses, and I account for what happened financially in the month, and then I give myself a paycheck. So now I have this solid transaction of money that just happened from this bank account to that bank account from my business account to my family account and it tells me like hey this is what I made 
my business is working. I just paid myself. And it's like, now it's tangible, visible proof that the money I made, there it is. It just happened. And for the last three years, I've been able to consistently pay myself at least $1,500 a month as a paycheck and typically more. That's like the bottom line. That's not like, oh, it was $1,500, but really more like $500 because of all the expenses. That's no, that was my paycheck was $1,500. And that's become a reliable, crucial part of our family's income. And it's actually the reason we were finally able to buy our first house this summer even in the insanity of a housing market we've been in because that paycheck a helped finance it right we've been building a down payment b it helps pay our mortgage monthly we've got that money to be able to pay the mortgage c it helped us qualify for more because before when i didn't have the reputable income when I didn't have that consistency, we weren't qualifying for as much. But once I started actually paying myself consistently and paying my taxes and there was paperwork to back up that income I had made, all of a sudden what we qualified for doubled because now my income counted towards our loan. So those are all the ways that managing my finances actually helped us buy a house this summer and it was pretty stinking awesome. I'm really, really grateful for it and it's what I hope for all the bakers out there that you can finance your dreams and your goals and your family life through this business that you run. Because I've managed my business finance as well, it's allowed us to grow as a family and to, you know, open new chapters in our lives that just weren't available to us before. So to me, managing the finances of your baking business comes down to good habits, creating and practicing and developing good financial habits that open up monetary growth and stability for your business. And I believe this in business as well as in family life. It's kind of the same. I said earlier that I've always managed our family finances. I've made our budget, paid our rent, done our taxes. And everything I do that with our family income, I do the same things with my business finances. I budget, I project things, I tax plan, I keep a record. So after my number one tip, which is to open up a separate bank account for your business, I'm also going to share with you my other top three tips to develop good financial management in your business. And here they are. Number one, don't spend money the minute you make it, right? I'm sure we've done this. It's so tempting. The minute a customer pays you, what, $300 for an order, you're like, awesome. I've got $300 now. Like, what can I do with that? It kind of burns a hole in your pocket a little bit. So you tuck it into your business bank account. It goes into that checking. And then you're going to treat yourself like an employee. You're going to pay yourself at set increments during the month so that there's actually a paycheck happening and you're developing patience. (laughs) It ensures that you're going to spend it in a better way. And honestly, anytime you take money out like that, it kind of feels like you're stealing from your own business. So develop that habit of letting that money go in there. Don't spend it right away. Learn to manage your cash flow in that way so that it keeps money available to make the purchases that you need. And you'll honestly, you will, you'll make better spending decisions with it. You'll also be able to start setting aside business savings. I said that I do that and it is huge. That is such a game changer. And I I like to say game changer a lot because so many of these things are just breakthrough, easy, simple principles, but they change the game. And setting aside business savings really does change the game. 
once you have money in there to actually like invest in business growth, holy cow, the world becomes so fun. Instead of stretching things thin like you were before, you go and you buy that new KitchenAid. You go and you take that gum paste floral class because you've been setting aside, you've had that good financial practice of, I don't spend every penny that I see. I set things aside and I pay myself incrementally and there's money to be able to do those things. So number one, don't spend money the minute you make it. Number two, my second top tip is use budgeting to forecast your income. A lot of the time I see bakers treat business as like this guessing game, like a lottery. Like you you start doing it and you kind of cross your fingers and hope that some money stays in your pocket. You hope that you actually make revenue. And it's like, you're just guessing, you're just hoping. But the reality is, if you can use a budget to forecast each month, you can predict your monthly income, month to month, year to year, using your finances and just forecasting it. And then you take the other five ingredients of this recipe to success that we've talked about, your plan, your price, your product, your marketing, and you can go out and you can make those forecasts a reality. And you can actually fulfill you know, that, that budget prediction that you've made, like, oh, I want to take this many orders and I've broken down those costs and I know what my fixed costs are. And so I'm kind of planning out like, this is how much I plan to make in February, in March, in April. And then you go out and you fill those order spots using those other recipes to success, those other ingredients to success. It all interconnects and you use it all to fuel your growth and they all work together to help you see a successful outcome. But that's literally what you can do. You can forecast and plan your income. And the way I break this down when I make a budget and when I make a forecast is I I look, I kind of work it backwards. I'm like, okay, if this is how much I want to make, and I know I have all these fixed expenses that I pay no matter what, and then if I take this many orders, which, and usually they have these variable costs associated with them, like, you know, if I bake a cake, $50 is going to go towards ingredients, and I only pay that $50 if I bake that cake, so it's a variable expense. It's not fixed. I don't pay it no matter what. That's the difference between variable and fixed costs. So I work that backwards. Here's the net income I want. Here are the fixed costs, the variable costs. Here's the revenue that I need to make. And here's how that breaks down into, oh, I need this many orders a month, which breaks down into this many orders a week. Now I mark it and I go out and get it. Now I have good customer service and I get people to refer me. Now I make a plan of who my target customer is and I aim my whole business around them to fuel these orders and to reach that goal. And it all breaks down into this goal of the net income that I'm trying to get. I do that every month, every year. I'm planning and forecasting that. And it really changes the way you think about your business. You play the game a little more long-term and you get to take a little bit more control of it. It's so fun when you feel like you've got a framework to operate within and you're not just flying by the seat of your pants. So that's number two, use budgeting to forecast your income. The third habit to develop is tracking your expenses. This is where you account for what's actually happening in your business, what money is actually coming in, what money is actually coming out, 
and you, you find a system to track them. There's lots of different ways you can do this and you just find the one that works for you. Some people use QuickBooks. I tried QuickBooks and it was just a little much for me. It was more than I needed. And I actually just like to use a good old spreadsheet. And so I'll export my transactions and I'll sort them and that's how I account for all my expenses. This helps you make needed adjustments to your budget and to your forecast when you see what's actually happening and you have more like reliable data to make predictions with and to build your budget around, knowing what your typical expenses are can help make those needed adjustments. And then tracking your expenses also comes in handy at tax time. Taxes suck, I know, but here's why they're useful. Because when you plan for your taxes, when you know how much you've made and you've kept track of your expenses, the more you track your expenses, the more you can offset your income and the less you'll have to pay in taxes. So by tracking your expenses, you can actually lower the amount of tax that you might end up being held liable for. And the key to that is also just kind of wrapping your business into everyday life so that lots of things you do become an expense or become a write-off as they call them. We hear that term thrown around a lot and people don't often know what it means, but a write-off is just an expense related to business that offsets your income. And so if you can wrap that into everyday life, then a lot of what you do becomes an expense. If you go to the grocery store and you buy butter, now your gas money and the the wear and tear on your car, that all became a business expense because it was a business trip. Or if I, you know, go and see a friend and we stop at, you know, whatever cake supply store, now it was it was a business trip. We went to the cake supply store and then we stopped at the friend's house and came back. And so that became a business write-off. And you just learn these ways to very honestly, right, and with integrity, <laughs> wrap your business into life so that what you do becomes a write-off. But in order to do that, you have to track your expenses. You have to track your mileage. You have to keep track of these things. So that's the third financial habit that you'll definitely want to build and practice in your business. Financial management is one of the key ingredients to business success because even if your product is great, even if you have billions of customers, even if your brand is big and reputable, if you can't take care of the money that's coming in, you will not grow. You will not hit the goals that you want to hit. You'll be stuck and you won't actually go where you need to go. It is so important to just learn these basic habits and practices to keep money running smoothly in your business. So let's recap. The first thing you need to do is open a separate bank account for your business. Then work on developing these three habits. Number one, don't spend money the minute you make it. Don't spend every penny you see. Number two, learn how to budget forecast your income and then go and make it happen. Number three, track your expenses. Track what's actually happening with your money in your business. Finance management goes hand in hand with pricing. An understanding of pricing is what fuels your ability to actually forecast and budget because let's think, if you charge $300 for an order, but you don't know how that breaks down into your expenses and your overhead and your profit, even if you know you covered your costs and it was the right price to charge, if you can't break it down and allocate it to where each part of that price should go, then it's hard to manage your money well, and it's hard to make good decisions around it. In my online course, Pricing Mastermind, 
we strip down the whole idea of price into the individual blocks that make it up, the individual building blocks, so that you can understand it better than ever. You'll understand your numbers and how to adjust them for your own market, your expertise, your time investment, and you'll think differently than you ever have about price and money. Pricing Mastermind is an absolute game changer. There's that word again. Everything's a game changer, but it really is. With over 300 students enrolled, and you can get in today and change your own game. If you're ready to level up your understanding of money and price and to really step in to what you should be charging and understand how it all works, you can get into the course today. Just follow the link to the course in the show notes, or you can also find it by going to my Instagram at the out of home baker and following the link in my bio. I hope you feel excited about the potential for your business. And I hope this conversation about money and finance doesn't leave you feeling icky because it's actually a lot of fun and it's actually really empowering. And every little step you take to learn more about it and to get better at it is just cool. And it just puts you further and further ahead. And so I just don't want you to feel down if you're not quite there or if this is all new to you and it feels overwhelming. Don't let it be that. Let it be something that fuels you and pushes you forward and helps you take the next right steps in your business. That's what it's all about. Did I understand it and know it all when I started? Absolutely not. (laughs) I learned it as I went along, even though I'd taken finance courses and accounting courses in college. All of it was so abstract. Economics, poof, right over my head. But now that I've been a couple years in business, it's all piecing together and it all makes a bit more sense now because I've been putting it into practice. And you're on the same journey. You're going to be able to learn the same things and grow in the same way. There is so much possibility and potential for you as a baker in business. And I'm just excited. I'm so excited for you to see that growth and to see the awesome, cool things that are in store for you down the road. Thank you so much for joining me today on Business is Sweet. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and this chat about financial management, and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you.